I'm Clyde Lewis, and you're about to listen to a sample of today's Ground Zero show. If you'd like to hear the podcast in its entirety, sign up at Aftermath.media. I'm Clyde Lewis, and this is Ground Zero. Tonight on the program, we're glad to be uh, heard coast to coast. Several radio stations across the country that are playing this program. And uh, we also like to thank uh, TalkStream Live for linking to those channels. And also Aftermath.fm for putting us live on the air. It's amazing that they do that. And uh, you should go there and listen for free. If, if you can't find us, that's where you go. You either go to TalkStream Live or Aftermath. Aftermath is uh, amazing because it's stereo, it's quality, and it's it's really, really well done. And if you miss a show and you want to catch it, uh, if you want to catch it a more convenient time, there's always aftermath.media. You just sign up today, aftermath.media, and uh, you'll be able to uh, listen to the show when you want to listen to the show. Also, there are plenty of things like books and, and, and documentation and all kinds of cool stuff that you can do your own research because people always wonder, you know, I got a call the other night. Some guy says, what is your peer-reviewed research? Well, we got plenty of peer-reviewed research at aftermath.media, so go check it out, aftermath.media. I've been thinking a lot about how I may sound to some people. And I know a lot of people are picking up on the show, a lot of new listeners. And it's a, it's a confusion here between whether or not I'm a conspiracy theorist or that I'm a futurist or that I'm a, a person who sees the future and, and tries to find patterns in the future. I, I consider myself an analyst of conspiracy theories and a person who tries to project future ideas with what I call the oracle of history and human behavior and all of that. And in a time when the word conspiracy theorist was not considered a pejorative, I set out to expose, and I, and I say this in, 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 many, um, in, in many interviews I've done, they said, well, why did you want to do the Ground Zero show? And I said, well, I wanted to expose the lies my father told me. And I mean that tongue-in-cheek because now I know my father wasn't lying to me when he was telling me all these outrageous stories. I mean, all this about the future and what the future is going to hold. As I was growing up, men would gather at the barber shops and they'd throw around their theories about what was happening in the world. And they were, of course, older guys who grew up in the times of Kennedy, Kennedy assassination, MLK, RFK, and, of course, Watergate. And so there was a very warranted mistrust of government. And not only that, but we were living in the times of the Cold War. Needless to say, I grew up and realized that my dad and his various conspiracy yarns and his buddies were not lying. I mean, they were they were certainly talking about events of the day that the mainstream weren't talking about. And back then, you know, there was more of an objective. Uh, there were more objectivity to news reports because there were only like three networks. And then eventually when we had to create news entertainment you know we got into the the political and the and the uh you know take a side type of thing but before it was like you could talk about these things openly and and whenever uh i mean i remember there was a a, a guy who worked for i think it was either the salt lake tribune or uh it was called do it man and what do it man was is a guy who would investigate um he had these theories about what's going on with government, local government. He'd go in and he'd uh, 
he'd bust these guys. In fact, uh, he actually busted a, a known senator from Utah who was having a sexual affair with a prostitute. And it's because he had some conspiracy theory that was going on. And so he went after him. And uh, and they caught him. They had him on camera going into this house. And, and see, that was what was done with investigative journalism. It was, it was you know, it, it, it was not beyond the pale uh, for journalists to come up with an idea and investigate it. And if, and, if, and if there was nothing to the idea, then they would drop it. Okay, they wouldn't. They would. And that's why, you know, it's really odd for people like Woodward and Bernstein, who were the guys who uh, revealed in the Post the, the idea of, of, of Watergate, that now they're so critical of this type of theorizing because that's how it starts, right? You theorize and then... You know, um, you know, there's always the government you see, which is all dolled up and scripted on TV. And then there's the real government who believes that they have your future already decided. And, and since you're the little guy, you're as important to them as an ant that is struggling to get up a wet wall. It, it's, it's, it's just the way it is. I mean, what does the future of humanity look like? Have you ever thought about that? I mean, a lot of people, I don't think, think about 10 years ahead, let alone 10 minutes ahead. I, I don't. I, I have a feeling they don't do that. And I think it's because of the way we're being led to believe that there is no future. We've been led to believe that, that all hope needs to be lost. I mean, we were told when we were kids that we would boldly go where no one has gone before. I mean, it's Star Trek, of course, but, you know, the idea we went to the moon, I guess. Now they've delayed the moon landing that they were going to do again. In 20, they're going to say now 2025. We were going to land on the moon in 2024. Now it's 2025. It's going to be put off again and again and again and again. And, and and it just it just diminishes faith because why is it that we can't do this? You've got multi-billionaires setting off rockets that look like phalluses into the sky. And they can bring them back down safely, but they just can't seem to get out 250,000 miles, 230,000 miles to, to, to the moon anymore. And so that, that raises some critical thinking i mean it's outrageous thinking right because there is oh you know to say that we didn't land on the moon you must be a flat earther well no not really i'm not a flat earther and i and i believe the space is real and i believe the satellites are up there and i believe all that stuff but just the idea in 1969 floating around the idea of a conspiracy theory saying that well you know you know we had you know technology in those rockets the technology is the same as it's in your toaster oven our cell phone is far more advanced than what was sent to the moon and yet we can't even get a phone call to come in clear that's, you know, just down the street. So, I mean, I mean there's a lot of things, that, you know, using that critical thinking or, or, or thinking about, you know, things and going, but it doesn't make any sense. You know, it, it's like what I said once, I said uh, on the air, I said, it, can, can you tell me why, you know, last year, all of these people who are, you know, medical workers and staff and first responders all of them braved covid with masks and protection they braved covid for hell knows how long and then when they're told you got to get a vaccine and they said well i've already got covid and and i have antibodies or i don't want a vaccine immediately they're told they're fired after putting in all that work caring for patients all that time either getting sick or not getting sick, they're forced to get the vaccine and they're saying no or they're being thrown out of their jobs. We're living in some strange times. Today, I wanted to get a head start getting some of my medication at the pharmacy. I was in gridlock 
at the drive-thru window. They wouldn't let anybody into the pharmacy. They closed the pharmacy for people to come in to get their medications, but they had the drive-thru open. And the drive-thru, the cars stretched for about a block. And I was there for an hour trying to get my medications because they were going to close the pharmacy on Saturday and Sunday. Why? Because there's going to be a major strike that's going to happen with Kaiser Permanente or Kaiser they're going to go on strike on Monday if their needs are not met. They're going to walk out of hospitals, walk out of doctor's offices. And see, I don't understand why people don't say, okay, enough's enough already. You know, the president has to wake up and he has to recognize what the courts say about mandates, but he won't do it. Okay. So I'm, I'm noticing that people, I guess, are okay with the idea of, of living in a dystopian hellscape. And then in the future, we're going to be fighting in the dust over a drop of water or a crust of bread or who's going to get the best toy at Christmas? Who's going to be able to get a turkey? The shortages of turkey and food. And I guess all we're going to eat at home is some jerky bean salad or something. I don't know. But, you know, there are people, there are very important people in very important lab coats that are thinking outside the box. A lot of people are thinking outside the box from quantum entanglements to the future and what they think is going to happen. And... There are a number of them that are coming forward and saying, ever since this whole idea of the metaverse was into the in, in, has come into the vernacular, into the into the uh, lexicon, into the zeitgeist. Okay, ever since this has happened, a lot of scientists and theorists are saying that the future probably won't be human at all. I mean, I mean, we're not talking about a doomed war against, you know, where we're all going to be wiped out. No, humans. A lot of scientists are saying are going to lose our we're going to lose our place at the top of the food chain or the or top of the world order because well not because it was taken from us but because we gave it up willingly. We are gradually giving it up willingly. We're we're giving it up to a world government. There's some sort of universal code or universal moral code or or challenge or whatever that people are saying. Yeah, yeah, I think so. But see. There's even the idea that perhaps we would respond better rather than having a leader like Joe Biden or some other some other clown. But whether we'd be happier or better if we have a super intelligent artificial intelligence telling us what to do. I mean, this is called the Singleton hypothesis. It comes from a guy by the name of Nick Bostrom. You've heard his name. He's a philosopher. And it's the idea that humanity, or in fact any intelligent life on Earth, will eventually live as a singleton. Basically, a world ruled by a single decision-making entity. And it stands to reason this will happen, or could be happening now, we don't know. Historically, though, we have seen an overreaching trend towards the emergence of higher levels of of social organizations, from hunter-gatherer bands to chiefdom, city-states, nation-states, and now multinational organizations, regional alliances, various international governance structures, and all kinds of proposals for globalization. World Economic Forum, Bilderberg, you know, all all these baddies in conspiracy theory history. Eventually, the plan is going to be that most jobs in the future are going to be replaced by robots. And then you're going to become one of those people you currently persecute, right? You're going to be just like the rest of them. And the few of us who survive this democide will be equally disempowered, dependent, divested of possessions, enslaved to a totalitarian technocracy. We're going to own 
we're going to own nothing and we're going to be happy. At least that's what, what we're told. But we're going to be happy what? In this open air prison with mass surveillance monitoring your every twitch, tallying credits and demerits in your social credit score. All with these autocratic algorithms we hear about. Does that sound like fun to you? Because as long as we let it go willingly, we're going to be living in a singleton existence. And this isn't right. I'm Clyde Lewis. You're listening to Ground Zero. And we'll be back. You've just listened to a segment of Ground Zero. If you'd like to hear previous shows along with having access to our online library and social media platform, sign up now at Aftermath.media. It's only $10 a month, and there's also yearly specials to fit your budget. Again, go to Aftermath.media. I'm Clyde Lewis, and thank you for supporting Ground Zero.